0: Have you ever noticed or perhaps experienced how large family dinners can become very tense as old unresolved grudges emerge and even can turn the dining room table into a battleground? you ever noticed something like that? And as unpleasant as such things are, they can be moments of grace. A man was invited by one of his adult children to her home for dinner. His two other children, adults with families of their own, were there. Of the three, only one continued to practice the faith. The others had abandoned the church reciting as their excuses the mindless mantras of our times, the church has tired, antiquated moral positions, the church is hypocritical, and while they are no longer religious, they are, wanna fill in the blank? Spiritual, thank you very much. Which I must say is a little bit like taking credit for inventing breathing. Of course, we're spiritual. Every human being is spiritual. But being spiritual is not enough. Spirituality, authentic spirituality, always orients us to religion, which means worship. And through worship, allow one's relationship with God to be the source of what one does, what one says, and even how one thinks. Spirituality is easy. Religion is tough. It takes effort and persistence, which is precisely why I think many today try to avoid or reject it. But I digress. During the dinner, one son began to tease his dad for going to Mass. And the father took it all in stride as so often happens such teasing is often the prelude for more open attacks, a kind of barrage to soften the target and the more the son spoke dredging all sorts of stuff from the past the angrier he became nothing his sister or brother said could redirect him calmly the father endured every assault. And when the son had exhausted himself, everyone at the table was quiet, not sure what to say or do. I mean, that dinner was over. Then the father spoke. Let me tell you why I go to mass, not only on Sunday, but on weekdays if I can. I love Jesus, I know he loves me. When your mom died, it was this love that I share with Jesus that kept me sane, kept me glued together while I grieved the loss of my best friend, my partner, my lover, while also taking care of the three of you. But son, You can't seem to take care of yourself. Your sister told me that you're abusing drugs and alcohol. Is that true? My relationship with Jesus is what brought me to see your mom as a gift that I cherished until the day she died, and I still cherish it. You've been married and divorced twice. Tell me. Was the love of either of those women at any time seen by you as gift? Something to be thankful for? Do you see the love of your sister and your brother as a gift to you? Do you see my love for you as a gift? You're still angry that your mom died. But my relationship with Jesus assures me that this very moment she is very much alive and our separation is only temporary. I'm going to see her again. But son, I'm not confident that you are if you continue to follow this path that you're on. And it's through my relationship with Jesus that I understood that I was called not only to be married, but to be open to bringing children into the world. And let me tell you, being your dad has been the most marvelous gift that I've been given. But you refuse to bring children into the world, focusing only on yourself. Son, Has that made you happy? It is my relationship with Jesus that helps me to see that everything and everyone in my life has a purpose, even the bad stuff. But you allow yourself to be pulled and tugged in all kinds of directions by all kinds of passions that just invite more chaos into your life. Son, how many jobs have you lost in these past two years? Your brother tells me you're on the verge of being evicted because you're way behind in your rent. Has jumping from one thing to another made you happy? Does it give you any peace? You insist that faith in Jesus... And love for his church suppresses freedom, squashes dreams and possibilities, and forces mindless conformity. I find it quite the opposite. Faith, meeting Jesus at Mass, receiving him in Holy Communion, going to him in confession, prayer, all reinforces hope in me it gives me joy and strength especially in the very painful and difficult moments of life like this conversation dinner the one son who still practiced the faith sat there nodding his head in agreement so proud of his dad for standing his ground and not committing the sin a polite silence He did not speak with condemnation to his brother, but with compassion rooted in uncompromising truth. As with last weekend's gospel reading, today's text continues to reveal the potential cost of being Jesus' disciple, ridicule and estrangement even from one's family. In Jesus' society, where family was everything, where familial relationships were the last defense that one had from the effects of poverty, homelessness, and starvation, the idea of being alienated from family was deeply disturbing, very frightening. Jesus does not say that one must abandon his or her family to be his disciple. But he does warn that following him by placing one's relationship with him as primary before all others may be perceived by family members to be so radical, so contrary to the ever-changing cultural, moral, and social norms, it may become a source of tension, division, anger, resentment. And yet, it is in placing love for him as primary that we find our joy in the love of others who are seen through the Lord as gifts. That we have the strength to pick up our crosses, whatever form they happen to take. And in that love, we can plant the seeds of faith help lead others to him. For the disciple, conflict can be a moment of grace.